Welcome everyone to the Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a one-stop locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company that focuses on providing the highest level of cleaning services and supplies to their clients. Visit them online, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. You can find me online, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com, with the music provided by Wasted Talent. So, voice a little wonky today. Uh, I don't believe I am sick. Um, turns out when you go for a big, long hike, drinking water is important. And uh, I didn't do enough of that, and now my throat is killing me. So, I'm sure it's fine. If it's not, I feel fine. And so the podcast is going to go on. And also, you're listening to this. I'm not sitting right there talking to you, so it doesn't matter. Either way, it's all good. Uh, Coming up on the show today, an amazing moment for Canadian soccer, an amazing moment for Calgary hockey, and an amazing moment for people who love bashing the Lakers. And several amazing moments for March Madness. This is an, um, like like the uh, 69 men's, we're the amazing, 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 amazing Couch Potato Diary today, and I thank you for tuning in. Um, quickly, because the entire world is talking about it, I, this is not an entertainment podcast, although we talk about wrestling, or sports entertainment, but, uh, Will Smith hitting Chris Rock last night, I don't have a super strong take on it, like, I I understand, uh, wanting to, to stand up for what is right, and all that stuff, Uh, don't hit people, like, maybe that joke shouldn't be made, don't hit people, talk talk to him in the back, go back like, hey, didn't appreciate what you said, he would say, oh, my bad, and you move on like adults. You don't have to walk up and smack a guy on the Oscars. So I'm just saying, um, I, I don't I don't think, like, I'm not going to be able to not watch The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the same ever again. Wild Wild West is still a wildly underrated film, in my opinion. And uh, people d- just chill. Um, but that being said, like, if you have a strong take on this one, by all means, have it. But, yeah, moral of the story, kids, don't hit people. So, Canadian soccer has an amazing moment this weekend, as they are off to the World Cup. We are off to the World Cup, the Canadian men's soccer team qualifying for the World Cup for the first time since 1986, which was a bit ago. Uh, I mean, look, not that long ago, says the guy born in 1989. But, uh, tactically speaking, like, they had some great chances in the second half against Costa Rica. I I didn't think they deserved to even be in the game after the first half, but um, this was... It just felt like everyone knew where this game was going on Sunday afternoon, and I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces that Lou was there, and I feel so happy for people like Sandra Persina, who has been following this program for forever and being like, hey, I mean, look, they're ranked 115th, like, that's up from the last time, right? And they, they only lost by four to the Americans, so progress is being made. I feel happy for the people who have been on there on the the ground level. And I'm just, I'm happy for everyone, man. Like, this is a sport that is growing in this country. And for the longest time, the best way to celebrate it and the best way to enjoy it was whatever your country of origin is, going back, like, wherever your great-great-grandparents came from. Um, You get around with those people and you you watch soccer. And now I'm I'm going to be, I, I really am going to be fascinated to see the coverage of the event this time around. And then I guess specifically in um, the different major cities, how bars handle this sort of thing. Because the Canadian game has to be like the main thing that is on. But like, I guess um, in my area, Worst used to be the the German place to go watch. I don't know where that's going to be now because Worst is now a barbecue place. Um, And it just, 
doesn't seem to fit the vibe. But, like, there, there are a bunch of different bars that are like, this is your home for the English games. This is your home for the, the, the Portuguese games or whatever. Um, and now I, I don't know how that's going to be handled. And for Canadian coverage, a lot of it, like, different teams get different amounts of coverage. You probably weren't going to get a ton of uh, Panama coverage or whatever on Canadian television. It would be more the, the Brazils and the Englands and all of that. But now, with Canada being there, I'm I'm... Very interested to see how they handle the coverage of it, how they handle the actual broadcasting of the games. I, I just, I, I am fascinated to see now the next steps that are taken by the Canadian, um, by the Canadian companies that are going to be covering this. And also, TSN has it and can be a little sticklerish about what clips are allowed to be used and what highlights are uh, allowed to be used. I think that is wildly outdated, but this is the time to potentially flex that muscle. So we'll see if. Um, the, the potential Sportsnet involvement um, in, in all of this. But uh, again, just endlessly happy for the people who were involved in this and to see the pure joy in Alfonso Davies as he's streaming on Twitch. And again, to do a lot of this without the generational talent in this country, you're hoping that he is fit to play by the time November comes around. And that's another big part of this for me. When you look at that Canadian roster, there's a few threes at the start of ages, a lot of twos and a lot of young twos. This is a young Canadian team, and it just it feels like this is the start, not just a one-off like boom, bam, we're the St. Peter's Peacocks coming in here. Like this, this feels like the establishing of something. So, I'm not gonna go deep X's and O's. They won by four. They played really well. Just congratulations to everyone who is feeling some kind of way about this today. Moving to the National Hockey League, the Battle of Alberta on Saturday was. Nuts. Was that a buddy's place watching it while playing FIFA 22, which by the way, get that game. I love the hell out of that. I haven't played a new FIFA in six years. That game is phenomenal. Um, but we were playing the game we were watching and just felt like every time Harner Ryan went, shoots, we'd have to look at the TV because it was probably going to be followed by scores. Like it was nuts how crazy that game was. And it's, it's a good day for confirmation bias because on the flame side, We've talked before about how, like, they can play the Daryl Sutter brand of hockey. They can play low-event hockey. They can grind you out if they want to. But you want to get into a 14-goal shootout? They're going to get nine of them. That This is a team that can play any different style that you want them to play. And that was my main takeaway. The Oilers want to play that run and gun, and they got outrunned and outgunned by the Flames in this game. And that was, like... This is why you go out and make the additions that you make. You go out and get Yarncroc. You go out and get Toffoli so that you can roll the four lines the way the Flames were able to. Big story coming out of this one for Calgary is no Sean Monaghan on any of those four lines. And boy, it feels like the beginning of the end for Monaghan in, in Calgary. Like, I... Obviously, there's no move coming now. The trade deadline is gone. But I would be stunned if Sean Monaghan is on the Calgary Flames on opening night. For Edmonton, the goalie certainly didn't help. Um, and the defense didn't help either. Like this is the, all of the things that we talk about the Oilers needing more of better defense, better goaltending. All of that came to light right here. And this is again, a major problem for this franchise. And it's not like it's one that snuck up on anyone. This has been a major problem for this team for forever. And they continue to try band-aid situations of guys like Brett Kulak and, oh, well, Duncan Keith has been there before. When has that move worked? 
Like, that. that is the finishing touch you put on a blue line. And, oh, yeah, well, Zidane Ochar has been there before, so you can be our 5-6. Not, oh, well, this guy's, he's been there before, and now he's going to play 27 minutes a night with us. Like, that just doesn't work. They, they have tried to band-aid after band-aid after band-aid, and nothing has really worked with this team. And this, again, look, if the Oilers go on a big run and win the Stanley Cup, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. There'll be a bit of a, oh, okay. But it's like you have two of the best players in the world. That is in your range of outcomes, is winning the Stanley Cup. However, this feels like it's going to end the same way it's ended always. And that is a couple of flashes, but it's done. Uh, playoffs start today. I believe they would play the LA Kings in the first round. That should be a win for them. And then it sets up a matchup with the Calgary Flames in the second round. And one team reigns supreme for the first time in that matchup in a very long time, and the other has a lot of thinking to do. And so the next few weeks are, I think, very important for these two teams, specifically the one a little bit further north, to figure out where things are going. Yesterday, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs with a win over the Florida Panthers. I wouldn't read too much into that one. Both teams played on Saturday. Um, the, the Leafs barely showed up in a loss against Montreal. I think they were looking ahead to that Florida game, where I think the Panthers started their game looking ahead to the Toronto game on Saturday, and then had to come back in a wild one against Ottawa. You can get maybe a little bit concerned about needing a wild one against Ottawa, but I I don't believe that this is something that should cause mass panic in the streets of Florida for the, the Panthers with both of their fans. But I it's a good win for Toronto, but I, I think this kind of showed that this game meant more for Toronto than it did for the Panthers. And I understand the stories coming out. Leafs still focused on finishing first in the division. They're seven back with 17 to play. That's a lot to make up against a very good hockey team. If Florida just started sucking out of nowhere, I would be surprised by that. So I, again, I'm not going to read too much into this, but that's, it's a good win for a Toronto team that kind of needed one. The other main hockey story for me this weekend was the play of Thatcher Demko in that Canucks game against the Dallas Stars. Do they get lucky with several posts that were hit? Yeah, they got lucky with several posts that were hit. But Thatcher Demko was the star of that game. And I don't know if he gets enough credit because it's Vancouver, they're on late, they're like the sixth most interesting team um, in Western, uh, in the Western Conference right now. Not even, like they're, like Colorado is going to be endlessly interesting. What the hell is going on in Vegas is interesting. The Flames, the Oilers, um, I would say the Dallas Stars and what they're going to do is all very interesting. So it's a storyline that's kind of, I think, been swept under the rug as much as a Canadian team can be. But Thatcher Demko is having an unbelievable season and is the only reason. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the star players are. Thatcher Demko is the only reason this team is anywhere close to being good and anywhere close to sniffing a playoff spot. It's a big test against the Blues tonight as well. But, I mean, th this guy is... If there is any goalie in the Western Conference... I mean, him and Markstrom for sure. Um, but if there is any goalie in the Western Conference that can just get hot for two months and steal it, they almost did in the bubble, right? And so now with um, with Rogers Arena potentially rocking again and all of that stuff, I just, I don't think Vancouver is any kind of a threat at all. But with that goalie, man, that that is not necessarily a matchup I would be thrilled with if I were one of the, the top teams in the West. Odds are, like Colorado and Calgary kicks the shit out of them, but... We saw how frustrating that was, Thatcher Demko against Vegas, and I think that messed Vegas up into the next round as well. But Thatcher Demko, 
holy crap, he is the only reason the Canucks are hanging around in this playoff race right now. As far as tonight's schedule is concerned, I think that Canucks-Blues game is the biggest one of the night. Also interested to see Capitals against the Canes. Potential playoff preview. I've been pretty hard on the Capitals as of late, so I think this is a matchup that... I, this is kind of a show-me matchup for the, the Capitals about whether I should be taking them seriously as a team going into April and May. The music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X is where the A's would be and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. Some new music coming out soon. Moving on to the NBA, and it is, it's not even surprising when the Lakers blow a lead anymore, right? Like, it's just, they blew a 23-point lead to the Pelicans, and my main reaction was, oh yeah, or, yeah, probably happened, checks out. Like, it's, it's just, it's gone. I, I was more surprised they had a 23-point lead on the Pelicans, you know? Um, and then to have a 23-point lead and then get, like, have the last couple of shots not matter, it's just... It continues to spiral there in ways that you wouldn't imagine it being able to spiral any further. And we are now at a point where they only have a one-game lead on the Spurs for the last play-in spot. Could you imagine LeBron, a full season of LeBron, missing the playoffs? Could you... What? I can't even wrap my head around the possibility of a team being so bad that a full season of LeBron James isn't enough to get you into the postseason. Holy crap. At that point, everyone fired, right? Like just everyone gone. Everyone should be anyway. This has been a disaster season so far. And I think the question needs to be asked. Can we be blaming Frank Vogel a little bit more here? Because I think... I think Frank Vogel is a good coach. I think he is, like, in the upper half of coaches in the league. There, there was a time I thought he was one of the best coaches in the league. And now, I mean, look, the, your team's 11 games below 500. I can't have you in that upper echelon. And, like, in terms of who deserves the biggest part of the blame pie, he doesn't get the biggest slice, but he gets invited to the table. Like, I get this is a flawed roster. And we all said it was going to be a flawed roster right from the word go. Everyone but the Lakers thought that this was going to be a bad roster. That being said, if I'm paying a coach whatever Frank Vogel is getting paid, I'm going to need you to be able to figure it out to get me at least to get LeBron James at least to around 500. Like when you have a team that is 10 games below, I can't keep saying, oh, it's not the coach's fault. I'm going to say 11 games below 500 is at least the teeniest little bit the coach's fault. Blowing 23-point leads to the ninth-place team in the West, who hasn't had their best player for a year and a half, little itty bit the coach's fault. Like, I just, I feel like, oh yeah, roster's flawed. We're, we're giving Frank Vogel a bit too much of a pass. Now, the people who wanted him fired 10 games into the season, maybe going a little bit crazy, but I just, I feel like, while not all the attention needs to be on Frank Vogel, he should at least be getting some shrapnel of the, the spotlight in this one, like, I just, it's so bad there. It is so bad in LA right now. And I, I understand a lot of it is out of the coach's control, but not all of it. And I just, I feel like at this point now, you're getting fired anyway. So if it's rust to the bench, if it's whatever, you have to figure out how to get this going without worrying about your job or anything like that. Because at this point, you're coaching for your next job. Other stories from the NBA, um, 
I continue to be blown away that the Raptors have a shot at a top six spot. And if the playoffs were to start today, they'd be in it. That is crazy to me. They hold that six spot because Cleveland has lost three in a row, albeit two very good teams. Well, two very good teams in the Lakers. And I, I found it funny on the, the Fresh Take Network last week talking about, hey man, maybe the Lakers have turned it around. Or maybe they haven't and Cleveland is starting to fall off a little bit. Like they they play really hard and they move. The, like there, there's a lot to like about Cleveland. With no Jared Allen, it's a little tough. Um, but there, there's a lot to like about Cleveland. I, I like how aggressive they play defensively and I like how they move the ball and I like how a bunch of their guys can shoot. But it did seem like in that Toronto game, they were really aggressive defensively, but there's no, like, there was no help there. Everyone is really tight to their guy. So as that defensive intensity starts to maybe break down a little bit as the fourth quarter comes along, the Raptors were able to get to the rim at will. And I thought they did a good job of getting to the rim as well against a Toronto team that still, that is a main weakness is they don't have a ton of rim protection, but I thought there was some execution there that was kind of lacking. It just felt like they faded as that game uh, went along. If the playoffs were to start today, it's the Raptors against the Bucks in the first round. Milwaukee kills them. Like that's, that's Milwaukee in three. Um, however, they're a game back of the Bulls for fifth, and that would get them a spot against Philadelphia, which is really interesting because the Sixers are still figuring it out. And again, I think there is a world the Raptors play the Sixers. Joel Embiid gets 40 a night because they figure out how to use him against an undersized Raptors team. I get oversized at the guard, undersized at the big man position, which is not a great place to be against Joel Embiid. And... The, the 76ers blow them out and exercise some of the demons from 2019, right? Like that, there is a possibility there. However, with how weird that team has been and the waves that the Raptors can come at you in, I think that this is a Raptors team that would give Philadelphia a lot of problems. There's still a lot to be decided in the East. And I think a couple of things really alter that this weekend. But th this is... The Raptors are at least going to be a team that makes you work in that first round of the playoffs. I think Cleveland's going to be that team as well. But this is going to be this is going to be a fun stretch drive here for the Raptors because I think there is a matchup that at least gets them to the second round of the playoffs. Which I mean, for this Raptors team, is a win. I would say the the things that kind of alter things at the top of the Eastern Conference a bit. This one's more at the bottom part of the playoff race as Kyrie Irving is able to play everywhere now. Uh, well, he's at least able to play in New York. So. There's that. Um, it's it's such a weird situation. I understand that. But, and there isn't a whole lot of analysis here. Good team gets great player back. Good for them. You know, like that, that does help. I do wonder if some of the big games we've been seeing from him is just because he's only had to play like one or two times a week. You know, like he's getting a lot of rest in between these games and can come out like a bat out of hell and light other teams up. So I do think that there is maybe a little bit of, he's been benefiting from a, a more lax schedule as this has gone on, but th this is nothing but great news for the Brooklyn Nets that he is able to play in their home games. The other potential game changer is uh, Robert Williams III for the Boston Celtics is hurt right now. It is a meniscus tear, I believe, the, the Woj tweet said. Man, I said that really dramatically. Um, but yeah, I believe it's a, a meniscus tear. He's at least out for the game tonight, Boston against Toronto, which is, I think, the matchup of the night in any sport. Oh, good. Dave Chappelle is trending on Twitter. That can be nothing but good. Um, but you look at the, the influence that Time Lord has had on 
Yeah, it's a torn meniscus in his left knee. Uh, timeline for return, minimally weeks and maybe longer. That is a huge blow to Boston because the thing that has got Boston into, I would say, title contention. I'll say fringe title contention, but I would say title contention in the Eastern Conference has been the play of their defense. And the biggest part of that defense has been the rim protection of Robert Williams. Also, he's a beast on the glass at four offensive rebounds a game. He is turning into a game changer. He's not all the way game changer yet, but for what Boston does and what Boston has asked him to do, he has been perfect in that role. And now that is a, I think a massive, massive loss. I think, honestly, I think he's the second most important player on that team, aside from Tatum with the way he's played this year. And I've been late to the Time Lord game. I will admit that. But I think that when you see, A, when you look at how the Eastern Conference is stacking up, and again, you're going to have to play potentially Joel Embiid down the road. You're going to have to potentially play Bam Adebayo down the road. You're going to have to deal with Vucevic a little bit, uh, potentially, against the, the Chicago Bulls. We've been talking about it for the last couple of years. It's the renaissance of the big man coming back into the NBA. Robert Williams is a massive part of that for Boston, so th this is not nothing for Boston, and at an awful time as everyone is jockeying for playoff positioning in the NBA. As I mentioned before, the big one on the schedule tonight is Raptors against Celtics. Warriors against Grizzlies is going to be a lot of fun. Memphis being 17-2 and without John Morant is crazy to me. And Golden State is just trying to hold on to the wheel with both hands at this point and just try to keep that bad boy on the road. Because um, it's, been, it's been a rough little stretch here. And I still think if they get everyone back and healthy, that's still a good basketball team. But they got some figuring out to do in the next little bit. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Closing the show today with March Madness, and we'll start with the men's tournament. This tournament needed a year like this. Last year, was it was a downer. It, the whole tournament kind of sucked. And it was offset because it was the most coverage we'd ever had of the women's tournament, and the women's tournament was bananas. And by the way, um, the women's tournament has been just as good, again, this season. It's been a great women's tournament, um, and I, I love the attention that it is getting. But the, the men's tournament... You have the marquee matchup in the final four. This is pro wrestling scripting shit, right? This is potentially Coach K's final game. He either beats his rival North Carolina en route to a spot in a championship game, or the Tar Heels ruined to, to steal a phrase from Rashad Evans, ruined two special nights for what's it, John Jones who said that? Either way, ruined two special nights for uh Coach K, his last home game, and make it his last final four game what like the, the storylines are endless and you just have you have two marquee teams it, it is oh just mwah, chef's kiss chef's kiss could not could not be happier um so you look at it we've had incredible exciting games you have a cinderella get right up to the point where you want a cinderella to get to right like the the saint peter's story is great it's phenomenal it's awesome I do like it when Cinderella ends in the Elite Eight. I want the best of the best in the Final Four. Call me, I, I know I am very much a, um, I guess a shill for the marquee teams and the big name teams 
but I just, I like it when the teams that have been better make it to the final four. And look, UNC is an eight seed. I get that. This is a marquee matchup though. So you had Cinderella go as far as I think is optimal for a Cinderella to go. You have really exciting games all the way along. You have a marquee matchup at the final four. And no matter what happens, Duke, Kansas, Duke, Villanova, UNC, Kansas, UNC, Villanova, no matter what final we get, it's going to be awesome. So the March Madness, they they needed a madness like this, and boy, oh boy, did they get it. Good for them, uh, because they they needed this one after canceling the tournament a couple of years ago in a down one last year. And again, shout-outs to the Women's March Madness as well, because it has been just as wild. We are into WrestleMania week. There's going to be a lot of wrestling coverage on the podcast this week, so be ready for that. Um, this is, again, you have right up until Saturday afternoon, to enter the WrestleMania prediction contest, the winner gets a $25 gift card from Sea of Dead, free residential cleaning from Clear Water Cleaning Solutions, two free tickets to Can-Am Wrestling April 20th at the back alley. I have an Instagram pro post at Primetime Klein. You can share that in your story to get an entry form. Leave a written review of Couch Potato Diary on um, Apple Music with five stars or just a five-star... Um, writing, I guess, on Spotify, screenshot that, send it to me, and you get another entry form. Follow me, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, you get an entry form. You rank your predictions from most confident, actually, I think on the thing I have it listed, least confident to most confident, but either way, you rank your predictions in, in uh, the order of confidence, you get that match right, you get that many points, the winner gets the grand prize, it's gonna be a lot of fun, it's gonna make, it's gonna make WrestleMania weekend very intriguing. Um, so check that out and also check out Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. Join the March Madness promotion. If you phone and book and mention you want to book the March Madness promotion, you will get 10% off your first invoice with them. That's going to do it for the show. I'm going to be, uh, actually, honestly, by the time you hear this, I'm probably going to be on Twitch. Um, so... Go check that out. You can check out the video on demand always. I'm putting up all of the videos now on YouTube as well. So if you miss anything, there's a lot of good sports conversation that happens in those. So you can check those out online on YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much for all the support. And I will talk to y'all later. I'm out.